0: This is the Generations broadcast Kevin Swanson your host with you. Adam McManus from the worldview.com is my co-host on this edition. Adam, welcome. Thank you. I'm going back to the worldview in 5 minutes that was uh, broadcast a few days ago, the Greek soccer player. Uh, I don't know how many people caught that, but this is pretty extraordinary. And this is I think the worst form of persecution on any Christian individual or any individual in relation to speech crimes in Europe that I know of since, say, Nazi Germany or the Soviets. Uh, wow, this guy's sentenced to prison for 10 months for allegedly posting transphobic comments. 49 year old former soccer star Vassilis Tartarus. Also received a fine of over five thousand dollars. apparently, it was a twenty seventeen post. This guy was probably the best soccer player in Greece of modern times. uh he posted on Facebook God created Adam and Eve and that got him into some hot water uh first sex change carried out on children, so that was his first problem. He says that's an abomination. God created Adam and Eve so his his text. Or his Facebook entry had to do with his concern of sex changes for kids, and uh, he has been convicted of public incitement to violence. Now I don't catch violence in that post. I, I don't get violence. I don't know what part of that includes violence. You know, obviously, uh, the the other side is is saying anything that opposes our position on anything is violent speech, and these snowflakes will take you to the courts, and they will put you in prison if if you attempt to melt the snowflake.
1: The wokeness is pretty horrific. I mean, the language that they use is so out of keeping with what actually happened. I mean, Vasilis rightly said, God created Adam and Eve, and we should protect the children from these crazy transgender mutilating surgeries and cross-gender puberty blockers. And for that, he's accused of violence. They're just making stuff up. Yeah. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, this is a lot like the Gulag Archipelago. Uh, this is what Solzhenitsyn wrote, wrote on. This is the Bolsheviks. This is the Nazis. This is Greece today. Greece controlled by those who would obliterate free speech and and put Christians in prison. If there are any Christians left in Greece today. I don't even know if there's three left. But... Actually, my children attended a church. I think it was in Macedonia, if I'm not mistaken. But they said it was largely made up of internationals. So I don't think anybody from Greece is a Christian, as far as we know. I mean, maybe there are a few. I, I don't know. In fact, somebody from Greece, if, if you still subscribe to the principles of God's Word and you have received the gospel of Jesus Christ, it would be interesting if you'd write into the program and just say, hey, we're still here. But uh, it sounds to me like anybody who is going to even remotely confess of anything that might be biblical, ergo, God created Adam and Eve, going to wind up in prison for that kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) I am looking at a comment he made, which is obviously demonstrably rhetorical and sarcastic. He said he hoped the first sex changes are carried out on the children of those who ratified this abomination. So the funny thing is, That's the most edgy thing I think he's guilty of saying. But the fact that the leftists have concluded that that statement is itself violent because now we're talking about mutilating surgeries on the children of those who ratified the abominable law. Now they get the level of squeamishness and outrage that the Christians have about allowing these surgeries to take place on young impressionable children in the
0: first place wow this is tyrannical greece has made a full circle in the bc years greece was a cesspool of homosexuality almost destroyed the nation nero is back in greece homosexuals persecuting christians the the greeks are back will they bring pedophilia back into the greek gymnasium i guess that's the question Uh, remember it was there Pedophilia was all part of the Greek society, certainly homosexual pedophilia was the preferred form, and that was a big part of Greek society for a long time. Apparently that's coming back in some form in terms of these sex changes and homosexuality. That's coming back. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, increased levels of persecution against Christians in Europe and America, especially the corporate scene is continuing to be something of a challenge for Christians who work in the business sector. This is Kevin Swanson, I'll be back with more in just a moment.
2: What happens when a culture that was established and guided by biblical principles abandons the faith and seeks to live by its own wisdom? In his latest groundbreaking work, Epic, The Rise and Fall of the West, Kevin Swanson unfolds the dramatic history of Western civilization, highlighting the phenomenal impact that Jesus Christ and his people have had upon the thought, culture, and institutions of the Christian West, as well as tracing the slow but devastating decline of Western civilization and the key factors that have led to our spectacular fall over the centuries. A sobering narrative of gospel hope, this book urges its reader to greater fervency in the work of discipleship and the development of an international vision for the Church. This is truly a must-read for any Christian seeking to understand the times and seasons in which we live. You can claim your hardcover copy of Epic, The Rise and Fall of the West by visiting generations.org store today. That's generations.org store.
0: And we are back on the Generations broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you. Adam McManus as well. And wow, this thing's taken off. The increased pressures upon Christians in the Western world to toe the line on the politically correct issues of the day. Across Europe, the Observatory on Tolerance or Intolerance and Discrimination Against Christians in Europe has released their 2021 report. And this also contained in the Worldview in 5. It came out just two days ago. And... Apparently, Christians have experienced over 500 hate crimes just last year in Europe. It was France that topped the list with the most anti-Christian hate crimes, followed by Germany, Italy, Poland, the UK, Spain, Austria, Belgium, Ireland, and Switzerland. The most common attacks directed at Christians and churches were vandalism, and the report said religious freedom is gravely threatened in Europe, especially that of Christians, and the greatest threat arises out of relativism. And, you know, some people say, well, it's just vandalism. Well, that's exactly what happened to the Jews in Germany. mean, think about, you know, before you get to the bloodshed of the 1940s, I mean, I'm talking 1934, 1935, 1936, what's happening? Vandalism upon Jewish establishments, right? I mean, that, that's where it all began. It began with vandalism. And this is precisely what's happening in Europe against Christian organizations, churches, et cetera. Very, very concerning. Don't forget Kristallnacht, the Night of
1: Broken Glass, November 9th, 1938, when the Nazi regime coordinated this wave of anti-Semitic violence in Nazi Germany. It was called the Night of Broken Glass because of the shattered glass from store windows that littered the streets after the violence. Now, that violence was supposed to look like an unplanned outburst of anger against Jews. But in fact, Nazi leaders actively had coordinated with Adolf Hitler. And on that night, November 9th, 1938, they ordered members of the Nazi Party's SS and the Hitler Youth to attack Jewish communities. In the hours and days that followed, they burned hundreds of synagogues. They have vandalized thousands of Jewish-owned businesses, shattering the glass and storefronts. They damaged Jewish cemeteries and homes.
0: Well, it's the neuronic agenda. And when I say the neuronic agenda, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's Nero going after Christians, burning down Rome. In other words, he is pretty busy destroying his own civilization while at the same time encouraging homosexuality and persecuting Christians. And that's precisely the agenda that's happening in Europe and America today. And this persecution is alive and well stateside also.
1: It sure is. In fact, I've noticed in the last three days on my Facebook thread, people have posted a simple verse from Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. That's all that's on it. It doesn't even cite the scriptural reference. Facebook had actually covered up the words of that scripture with a blurred out screen and the claim that what was behind that screen was either violent or or graphic. You could either click to learn more about their policy, about why they put screens on certain images, or you could see the photo yourself. And lo and behold, when you clicked on see photo, all you read were these simple words, be still and know that I am God. Imagine Facebook is running scared because of the proclamation by Christians of the God that they serve and worship and adore door, in love. When I clicked on see the photo, and I'm wondering why would my friend so-and-so, whom I know personally, who's a strong Christian, who lives here in San Antonio, why would they put something that's supposedly violent or graphic, unless it has to do with maybe showing a, an aborted baby or something mm-hmm. like that? I was thinking maybe that's what it was. When Facebook let me see the actual photo, and it just said, be still and know that I am God, and beautiful calligraphy, I had to... Just shake my head, Kevin. I mean, Facebook has come to the place where they are equating the word of God and a reference to God with violence and something inappropriate that they need to shield our friends from. I mean, it's just outrageous on so many levels. And they've done it to me. Now that I've posted it, they have blurred out the image so that my yeah. friends can't yeah. see it unless they click on see photo.
0: mm mm-hmm. Well, they're calling good evil and evil good. They do just the opposite of uh, of what they should be doing, and they persecute the godly, and they encourage the ungodly. That's precisely what is happening in corporate America today. Here's Human Rights Campaign Report 2022. Just picked it off. We've covered this a couple of times over the last 10 years or so. It's the pro-homosexual report that comes out every year or so. It's 2022 report, 20th year, by the way, for this pro-homosexual uh survey of the fortune 500 companies turns out 99.7% of fortune 500 companies have pro lgbt policies up from 5% in 2001 so you can get the report online if you want to look at it but uh yeah i mean back in 2001 only some 5% of the fortune 500 companies were pro lgbt in their policies at least some policies and uh, now uh, 99.7% of fortune 500 companies have pro lgbt policies at some level. Now, some are, quote-unquote, better or worse than others. But uh, in 2022, 67% of companies supported transgender surgeries. That's up from 3% in 2009. What is that? Six, fourteen years? 13 years. So in 13 years, you've gone from 3% to 67% of companies head over heels in love with the transgender surgeries. That's a 22-fold increase in support for uh, sexual anarchy among the corporate world today. A 22-fold increase in what? Just 13 years. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. That's, phenom- that's meaning in just the last 13 years, you've seen a massive disintegration of uh, moral policies in the United States, at least when it comes to the corporate world. Of the biggest companies in America, top 20 biggest companies in America, the most pro-homosexual. Now listen, this according to the HRC report of 2022, biggest companies in America, most pro-homosexual, Walmart, number one, Amazon. Apple, CVS, United Health Group, AT&T, Google, Amerisource, Google, uh, I said Google, Chevron, Cardinal Health, Morgan Chase, Walgreens, and Verizon. Those are the most pro-homosexual companies. Some 15 out of 20 are uh, 100% on the HRC uh, list. Of the biggest companies, the only companies that are a little bit less LGBT are Costco, Exxon, and Berkshire Hathaway. So the third of which is somewhat of a surprise because these guys are liberal, extremely pro-abortion. So, uh, so of the biggest companies in America, 75 to 80 percent of them are full on 100 percent in support of the homosexual agenda. And uh, there's still about three or four that are just a little bit hesitant to jump on board full force in supporting that. NAPA Legal Institute also reported on Big Tech's deplatforming. And other forms of persecution let loose on Christians, the report indicates 27 instances of high-profile Christian ministries. That doesn't include ministries like ours, and you know, little guys like Adam McManus and the other you know six million Christians who are trying to do stuff on Facebook. Um, but uh, 27 instances they've they've got of high-profile Christian ministries and other pro-life, pro-family persecuted by Amazon, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok since 2020. So that's just, what, in the last year and a half. 27 instances of high-profile Christian ministries persecuted by Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So big corporations now doing their best to persecute uh, American Christian ministries. It's sad. It really is quite sad.
1: But I guess some would say that it's an, a sign of the end times, that the, the hostility to the light by the darkness, by the world, continues to grow exponentially.
0: Well, and I want to get to psalm thirty seven in just a moment because I think there is an application here which we've drawn in before, but I want to bring it in one more time. You know it's also interesting that just a year ago, Franklin Graham noted that Ali betuckey or Stuckey i am sorry, was uh, locked out of her account for simply stating a fact, and uh, I don't have that uh, do, can you Can you read that? From Franklin Graham, I think he Facebooked yes, I this haven't. when yes, Allie Beth did. Stuckey was uh, locked out of her accounts, And this would have been a year ago, I think. So, I mean, this is pretty recent.
1: August 6th, 2021. Censored by Twitter for calling a biological male a man. Conservative Christian author and podcaster Allie Beth Stuckey was locked out of her Twitter account yesterday, August 5th, 2021, for simply stating a fact. When referencing Laurel Hubbard, the transgender weightlifter who competed in the Olympic Games for New Zealand, Stuckey said, he's still a man, and men should not compete against women in weightlifting. That's a true statement, says Graham, but it's not woke or politically correct, so Twitter removed the tweet from Allie's account and temporarily banned her from the platform. Allie said, quote, as a Christian, I know two things to be true. One, all people are made in God's image, no matter their stated identity, and therefore have immense value. And two, men are men, and women are women, end quote. Franklin Graham concludes, I hope social media platforms such as Twitter will see the value in truth and honor our free
0: speech rights. And, you know, thankfully, so many changes happening in just a year. And this is the point I want to make, is that, uh, wow, things have changed dramatically in just a year. Think about it. Elon Musk bought out Twitter. Uh, Facebook has lost 70% of its value just this year. Actually, these companies are fluff. I don't think they amount to much in terms of value, ultimate value. These social media companies have created a social catastrophe for the nation. They're just little babbles. Everybody ran into join Facebook and Twitter, but these uh, babbles don't last very long. Twitter is uh, hardly a gangbusters business now. The company is only occasionally profitable. It's user-based and advertising revenue, puny compared to Facebook. Twitter has 13 billion dollars in debt. The debt equals seven times the company's projected earnings for 2022, and that's actually not looking very good right now. Elon Musk just revealed this that uh, they're into it for six million a day. That's two billion a year, and they're, you know barely projected to make anything more than about 500 million a year. They're losing two billion a year right now. And they're hardly going to be able to make their debt payments of $632 million this year. So, I mean, this, these are companies that are on the fritz. They're not doing well. As I said, Facebook has lost 70% of its values. Big layoffs as well. I think we covered this recently as well. Amazon announced 10,000 layoffs. Uh, Facebook is shedding 11,000 jobs. Whoa, that's that's a lot. Meantime, Elon Musk's buyout Twitter has... Uh, Shedded something like 4,000 employees, along with 4,400 of its 5,500 employee contracts. Uh, Layoffs.fyi has reported 135,000 tech layoffs in 2022 so far, involving something like 800 tech companies. So Psalm 37 comes to mind. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. One of the things that happens, Adam, is when you are surrounded by these big giants who are taking shots at you and you know they they look like they're huge because you know they've got value of 700 billion dollars or you know whatever it is uh, but you know that's that's only on paper that's not really what they're really worth but you've got these huge gigantic corporations breathing down your neck and forcing you to uh to, to to you know avoid mentioning psalm 46 on your facebook post or avoid mentioning you know anything about adam and eve because that's going to get you in hot water and, and you're you're going to get censored for that you know we, we need to be courageous full of faith pressing on realizing that uh these uh these big giants Will be no more shortly. You will look diligently for their place and it shall not be found. But you've got to wait a year or two for that to happen. That's all.
1: Well, I'm reminded of that iconic scene from The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow somehow noticed that there was all kinds of activity behind a curtain as they were bowing down to what they thought was a real wizard. There was lots of flames and fire and smoke and loud, echoey pronouncements. But as Toto revealed, there was a man behind the curtain making it all happen and inflating his level of significance and influence beyond reality. I think in some ways, I'm reminded as you've talked about the layoffs of, of Twitter and Facebook of these corporations that uh, have been become too big for their own britches.
0: You know the persecution against Christians with big tech really got its start I'd say back in 2017 2018 and then big tech collapses in 2022. That's barely 4 years. I mean it's not much. Persecution against Christians just can't last, last all that long. Richard Wormbrand was in prison for 14 years. And that's a long time. That's hard. You know that that level of persecution really tough on a Christian who's got to, you know, go through that level of torture. Uh but don't forget the evil dictator Ceausescu, that would have been the Romanian dictator Ceausescu was executed on Christmas Day, nineteen eighty-nine. And Wormbrand lived on to two thousand one. I'm just saying that you will look diligently for the place of these evil dictators and it shall not be found. They shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. And of course, Richard Wurmbrand went on to bring the gospel message everywhere around the world, and the powerful movie on Richard Wurmbrand's life, Tortured for Christ, we're featuring that in our Christmas offerings this year, because we, we really want to encourage families to, to take this extremely important uh, aspect of Christian history and inculcate it into your home. The, our children should know something of the persecutions of the 20th century period. That's why we... Have added several chapters to Fox's Book of Martyrs, our latest release that will also be offered uh, for our Christmas sale this year. But uh, Richard Wormbrand's life was featured in this movie, Tortured for Christ, and believe it or not, Adam, it was filmed in the very cell where the communists had tortured him 14, for fourteen years—some, you know, fifty years earlier. So, uh, yeah, oh yeah, and so you know, wow. What goes around comes around, Ceausescu, and you know the mills of God grind slowly but very fine. And you know it turns out that uh, the last will be first, and the first will be last. And we shouldn't fret because of evil doers, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. But you know, let us trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land, feed on His faithfulness, and the meek shall inherit the earth, big time. And so I think these principles need to be firmly set in our minds as we perceive what is going on around us in terms of all of this persecution. Here's another verse that I like, Psalm 92, verse 7, when the wicked spring as the grass and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. Or Psalm 73, 18, surely you have set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. These principles, my friends, are real and, and they do take place in terms of human history, our history. And indeed, God is sovereign. God is over all. God allows for these wicked men to hang around for a very limited period of time and then they are gone. Gone, gone, gone. And that's the principle that we pull from Psalm 37, Psalm 73. and and elsewhere you know it's interesting here's an inside scoop from zero hedge elon musk purges thousands more twitter employees and this sort of an inside scoop from what's happening inside of twitter right now a good measure of the value of an employee to a company is it's If their absence makes things more difficult to everyone else or their absence is barely noticed, if an employee makes no difference and adds no value, then there's no point in keeping them around. Twitter is quickly becoming a blaring example of this issue. Alleged leaks from within the company suggest that most employees under previous management barely worked. They are devout communists with a hatred of free speech. The leaks also claim that Twitter employees were far more concerned with censoring conservative voices than doing their job. Okay, so that's what's coming out of Twitter now. Wow, as Incredible. Elon Musk marches in and starts, you know, chucking people left and right, and uh, and whittling down the workforce of this uh, this evil company that has uh, persecuted so many Christians for the last four to five years. Well, friends, I think here's what's happening: turn out the lights, the party's over. <laughs> these these flaky companies that have made a living persecuting Christians—they're just going to go away. Pride comes before a fall. That's what's happening to the pride marches all around the world. That's what's happening to the proud corporations that lived off of easy money, persecuted Christians who didn't celebrate Pride Month with the kind of zeal required by the ethics department and the human resources group. This is what's happening. Pride comes before a fall, a haughty spirit before destruction. That's what's happening with the corporate scene today. And uh, we are certainly hearing the kabooms one by one by one. Well, that wraps up this edition of the generations broadcast. My friends, you can interact with the program by emailing me at host at generations.org. Get a historical perspective. What is going on? It's not just the removal of Christian influence in our society. It's the destruction of a civilization. And this civilization is coming down in terms of its economy, social structures, It's political states. These things are collapsing even as we speak. And that's the subject of my book, Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.